Welcome to the Pikes Peak Christian Church Sermon Podcast. Rich, we're looking at how to live as people who are already rich. And we came into this world as screaming naked babies with nothing, and we're going to leave this, this world with nothing. But everything in between there is a gift that we're allowed to steward for the Lord's purposes. And we should be grateful for what he's given us, and we should be contented with what God has given us. Paul tells us that through Jesus Christ, we can be content whatever the circumstances. And yet our culture doesn't believe that because it keeps feeding us this belief that we always need more. You need something better, something bigger, something nicer to be content. That you really need to have what our advertisers say you need. In fact, in our culture, we have a term um, for getting rid of something that's good, perfectly good, works just fine, for something better. We call it upgrade. And that wasn't a term used generations ago. You didn't really upgrade. You had something, you lived with it. But we have something that works well, but we want something that's even better than that. And so we upgrade. That's a real privilege to be able to upgrade. So we're looking at a passage from 1 Timothy chapter 6. And um, we were in it the last two weeks. We'll be in it this week and next week as well. But in chapter 6, Paul tells Timothy that a contented heart is the place to start, but covetousness is a slippery slope. And we looked last week at this idea of of wants. And there's nothing wrong with wanting things. We, we all want things. But here's the problem. When, when want it becomes got to have it in order for me to be happy, then we've crossed the line. It's nice to have something and, and you desire things. But if you have to have it for your happiness, then you become too dependent on it. The Bible says that the lust for more is a dangerous desire. In fact, it, we learned last week that it's a temptation and a trap. It, it sucks you in, it pulls you in, and it grabs a hold of you and won't let go. It's a source of all kinds of trouble. The love of money is the root of all kinds of trouble. And then we looked at how that, that money will lead us away from God. Money actually leads us away from faith. And it says that many have pierced themselves with many griefs and have wandered from the faith. If we're honest, we would admit that, yes, we are rich people, and we are people that Paul would be addressing in that passage. But I want us to know this. There's a different kind of wealth that we'll look at today, and that being rich is more of a choice than a condition. It's choosing how to manage the things God has given you in a way that honors Him. That's what true wealth is. It's not how much you have, but what you, how you handle what you have. Anyone can be rich in this sense if they handle things in a way that pleases God. But when we, when we focus on God rather than the stuff that gets our mind and our heart in the right place to truly be rich people, rich like God. I was reading an article about scientific studies on people's happiness, and it said that the circumstances of life account for only about 10% of the difference in people's happiness. That, that it didn't really matter how much you had or how much you didn't have, that whether you're very rich or very poor, that only factored in about 10% of the equation of what made you happy. What truly made ha- someone happy was their, their thinking, their attitude, and their actions. All things that you can control. All things that you can learn to do better at. All things that each one of us can do according to God's will. And if that's 90% of what it takes to be happy then we can be happy people because we can control those things. So we're going to look at the passage. If you have a Bible, turn to 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're going to look through verses 17 
and nine, through 19 today. But before we do, let's pray and ask for God's blessing on us. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask, Father, that you teach us, that you instruct us according to your word, that you help us to see how these ancient scriptures speak even very practically into our lives today, Father. And Lord, where there are areas where we've strayed, where money has gotten a hold of us, where our possessions have become more important to us than your kingdom, we pray that you change our thinking, that you change our attitude, and ultimately, Lord, you change our habits so that we could truly live as people who've been made rich by God for a purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's what Paul writes to Timothy. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant nor put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. Generous and willing to share. Well, there's two great lessons in this passage, two commands that we need to take note of. Number one, it was with wealth comes danger. With wealth comes danger. Command those, he says, who are rich in the present world, not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. He says, command those who are rich. Command those who are rich. That's us. Rich compared to the generations in the past, rich compared to most people in the world. We looked last week that if you make 32400 a year, you're in the top 1% of the wealthiest people on this planet. I remember an article that Bill Boyce wrote. He was a pastor of First Christian Church in Phoenix. He wrote this several years ago. He was studying the passage of the rich young ruler, and he was reflecting upon that, and he says this, Dear Lord, I've been rereading the record of the rich young ruler and his obviously wrong choice. But, has, but it has set me thinking, no matter how much wealth he had, he could not ride in a car, have surgery, turn on a light, buy 